What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Stand Up to Sitting podcast. I am your host and chief energy officer, Jeremy Abramson. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I am so pumped for today's show because guess what? It is my birthday. It is my birthday today, September 10th, and I am turning the ripe young age of 29, my last year in my 20s. So definitely some nostalgia coming up, but I really wanted to use this opportunity to share with you my biggest lessons, my biggest takeaways from year 28 around the sun and I'm gonna come up with 10 I did come up with 10 lessons because my birthday is the 10th day of the month so I thought that would be appropriate and we're gonna dive right in we are gonna dive right in so number one fall in love with yourself Because you're going to spend your whole life with you. And this is something that I've really embraced through traveling alone in Europe and just intentionally spending more time by myself. Because as someone who really thrives off social occasions and experiences, I know that I can easily use that to hide and escape from those times with myself. And I think I've been guilty of that in the past, but I've really taken this last year to dive deeper into myself, my, my consciousness, my self-limiting beliefs, my childhood, and just getting a better overall understanding of how I'm operating, how I'm showing up, why I'm showing up and acting a certain way. And really doing everything I can to improve myself and genuinely love myself, making eye contact in the mirror with myself, um, hugging myself, telling myself positive affirmations. So I think so often we look for others to make us whole or to complete us, but ultimately we're going to be able to give so much more to other people in our life, whether it's a romantic partner or just a friend or family member, when we truly love ourselves, So that is the number one lesson I learned. Number two, heart over head, heart over head. I don't know about you, but I've certainly been guilty of overanalyzing, overthinking situations. And I realized, again, through different experiences this past year, whether it was travel, whether it was plant medicine, but really operating from my heart center. And I think it's so powerful because most of us, if not all of us, have the ability to know inside deeply our heart who we should be spending time with, what is the right decision to make, what feels right And oftentimes we use our mind or our mind uses us 
and puts all of these false narratives and and fear-based stories in our head that prevent us from really operating from our heart center. So heart overhead, number two. Number three, piggybacks on that idea. And it's all about trust, your intuition. And I hate to sound like a broken record because these travel experiences really helped instill some of these principles into my being. Trust your intuition. You can't out-rationalize intuition. And that is the idea. We hear it all the time. Trust your gut. We often know the right thing to do or the right decision to make or the right person we should be spending time with. But somehow, some way, we get away from that and we don't we don't let our intuition be abundant. And again, we all have this ability to trust our intuition. But again, as humans, sometimes we like to complicate things and make our lives more challenging than they need to be. So number three is trust your intuition. Number four, everything is my fault. Everything is my fault. Now, this might sound harsh, but let me explain. I've really tried to embody this principle that everything is my fault. And it's not saying that I am responsible for everything in the world. It's more so taking accountability over myself, my actions, my business, my life, and not using excuses. So this is all about really understanding that we do have more control than we think. And our words, our actions are so powerful in reflecting that. So an example of this is in the past, you know, somebody that might be helping me with content or with my work or with my business, maybe they don't deliver something on time or maybe they don't deliver it in a high quality fashion. And my initial reaction is to get upset and blame this person. Wow, how could you do that? How could you not understand me? How could you be so incompetent? But instead of all of that reactionary thought, what about myself? How could I have communicated better to that person? How could I have been more clear? How could I have bridged the gap between the unknown rather than just expecting something from them without necessarily being clear in what it is that they needed to produce or create? And again, that's just a small example, but I think it's so easy to use excuses. Um, you know, I wasn't able to reach a deadline because my flight got delayed or I got stuck in traffic. But if you really peel the layers back, there's always something else that we can do to have a more desired outcome. So that is the mindset that I'm trying to embody is everything is my fault. Number five, don't let guilt bring you down. Don't let guilt bring you down. This, again, is really big for me. Um, and again, all of these principles, rules, takeaways, whatever you want to call them, are personal to my journey and my experience this past year. But the guilt thing was something that popped up a lot. 
You know, I felt guilty about certain things with my family, certain things with my clients, certain things with friends, feeling like I was letting people down and not, not reaching the desired expectation. And what I've realized is that this guilt I was holding was holding me back. Because guilt serves nobody. It doesn't help me, the person feeling guilt. And it certainly doesn't help the person that I'm feeling guilty about. It doesn't do anything to rectify the situation. If anything, it just weighs us down and stays in the back of our head and, and, and prevents us, inhibits us from really unleashing our fullest potential. So... If you're someone who's experiencing guilt right now, I want you to ask yourself and, and really dive deep. Why are you feeling that guilt? Is it justified? And is there anything you can do to maybe rectify or fix the situation? It might just require you forgiving yourself is the truth of the matter. Number six, moments over minutes, moments over minutes. We all have the same amount of time in the day, right? We all have 86,400 seconds. We have 24 hours. We have seven days in a week, 52 weeks in a year, etc. But how are we spending that time? Are we maximizing our time? And for me, moments over minutes really represents being present because as someone who has their family living on the other side of the country, 3,000 miles away, I don't get to spend that much time with them. Maybe if I'm lucky, two weeks a year. So how am I spending that precious time with them? Am I disengaged? Am I on my phone? Is my, my, my mind and head somewhere else? Or am I being as present as possible and showing them and demonstrating to them that I love them and that this time is so precious and that I truly value it. So I encourage you to really look into this with your relationships, with your work, whatever it might be. We oftentimes get caught up in time as a quantitative thing rather than quality. We really need to prioritize the quality of our time and prioritize powerful moments and experiences. Number seven, Turn your bucket list into your bucket list. And I don't know about you, but I'm sure you have some things on your to-do list or on your wish list that you've had there for a while, maybe a couple years. Maybe it's a place you've wanted to travel or an experience you wanted to do or something you wanted to achieve in your business or your company. And oftentimes we let it sit there. We let it marinate on that piece of paper, on the chalkboard. And we come up with all of these reasons why we cannot go out and just do it. So for me, going to Spain, doing that travel, that experience, going to some of the places I went to, for me, that was like, I was like, fuck it. Like, I'm doing it. I'm making it happen this summer. You know, I'm in my late 20s. I don't have a wife. I don't have kids. 
and I don't have any really huge obligations holding me back. So let's go. Let's go. There's never technically a good time to just pack your bags and leave for a month. So you have to make that time. You have to make it and plan accordingly. So really put yourself in position to turn that bucket list into your fucking list. And I think it's good that we're covering this as the year comes to an end as well. We're already nine months in. So really think about this, you know, as you reflect on 2019 and whatever it was that you set out to accomplish this year, where, where did you come up short? And how can we improve and get better for the next chapter, the next year? Number eight, listen to listen. Listen to listen. What does that mean? In the past, I thought I was a good listener. I thought I was engaged. I thought I cared. But it's really been this year that I've, I've felt a huge improvement in my ability to actively listen to actually listen, meaning I'm not just listening to respond or react. I'm actually listening just to hear the person out, to hear their story, to hear their experience. And maybe I do have some advice or feedback for them, but that's not the intention with me listening to them. And people can tell when you're listening to listen. It's a different vibe. It's a different energy. And I think the podcast has honestly been a huge, huge help for me because when I bring in guests for this show, it's not about me. It's about them. It's about giving them a stage, a platform to share their story. And I want to talk as little as possible. And obviously there's going to be situations where I feel like I can add value and chime in, but I really listen to listen and I'm still improving in all of these areas, but this is something that I feel like I have learned to do better and I've practiced it a lot in the past 12 months. All right, number nine, we're getting near the end. Honesty always wins. Honesty always wins. And I would definitely not classify myself as dishonest or a liar previously, but I think there was definitely times where I might have softened the truth to not hear somebody's hurt somebody's feelings or to not be controversial or to not stir up conversation. And what I've grown to understand is that when we communicate effectively and we do it in a loving, constructive, compassionate way, we can communicate that whatever we're saying is for that person's best interest because we genuinely care about them. So I know, I know that being honest is definitely not the easiest thing all the time, but in the long term, it's always the right thing. And in, in, in for that matter, in the short term too, but it's, it's gonna, it's gonna be challenging. You know, it's, it's one of those things that I think we all have that desire to be liked and to not hurt somebody's feelings. But the reality is we're hurting that person or people more when we're not being truthful. So honesty always wins. Number 10. Number 10. Enjoy the ride. 
enjoy the ride. This is something that I believe I'm getting better at every single day, every single week. I'm really trying to be more aware and be more present of the experiences and the journey that surrounds me. And I feel like in the last couple months, I probably haven't been quote unquote as productive as I was in previous months. But I also feel like in the past, I would do things without really giving myself a chance to breathe or observe what is going on in the present moment. So for me, it's something that I'm working on hard every day is really enjoying this ride, enjoying this journey. And that comes with a lot of, a lot of embracing the struggle, embracing the pain. This isn't a smooth ride. There's going to be bumps. There's going to be, there's going to be corkscrews. There's going to be turbulence. But understanding that this is happening for me now. This is happening for me. This is all shaping me. This is all growing me. So really enjoying the ride is the way I wanted to finish this show. And wow, 29 years old. Man, what a trip. What a trip. All right. I'm still gathering my thoughts it's uh it's it's kind of surreal honestly i feel like you know a new year is always a great time to reflect and to and to grow and to understand how far you've come so for me i just really want to continue to become the best version of myself so i can serve everyone of you at a higher level and I hope that you enjoyed the show. And even if you didn't, I want you to let me know. Leave a review. That would be honestly the best birthday present you could leave me is tagging me in your story on Instagram, letting me know what you liked about the show, what you didn't. Let me know you're listening. Please, let's continue this conversation. And if you... If you can, if you have a spare six to seven seconds, leave a review. It helps out so, so much. And it gives me feedback on what you like about the show and what I need to continue improving. So without further ado, I am going to sign off. Thank you so much for your continued love and support. It genuinely keeps me going every single day. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it radiating through this microphone. Much love, everybody. Peace.